This podcast is not intended to provide any investment advice. The opinions expressed here by either the hosts or guests do not necessarily reflect the views of PSA, Collectors Holdings, or any of their affiliates. Any discussion of collectible values in the past or present is not a guarantee of future performance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the PSA Pod. I'm your host, Ryan Green here. And once again, we are joined this week by PSA President Kevin Lenane for his monthly drop-in here on the show. We got a lot to talk about today, Kevin. Thank you for taking the time. Of course. My pleasure. Well, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, The first thing that we always want to talk about is an update on the 2021 backlog. Um, That's what our customers and collectors who listen to the show frequently ask us about. Um, But it's, it's getting to the point where we have some pretty pretty firm, relevant updates to give here because we are really legitimately in the final stages of this. Yeah. So so what's left in the building to be completed um, before we can say the backlog is officially gone? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of time before we can say officially it's gone. And mostly that's because there is, you know, a, a decent chunk of orders that are, you know, that where we have accounts that are behind. And we're trying to figure out ways to get those cards back to the end customers. And we know we're, we're working on that now, but there is a big chunk, about 95% of what's left is that is, is, uh, you know, problems in, um, in, in pay on the payment side for, you know, larger accounts. I guess we, we don't want to talk specific volume, but how this affects everything else that's in the building uh, is really interesting because one thing we're seeing is customers, especially on social media, I see the, the mentions and the replies every day people are really starting to talk about how the turnaround times yeah. are noticeably picking up. Yeah. Uh, talk about We talk about the July national special, yep. which we ran through the month of July, and people are seeing those orders now popping back in hand here yep. in early October, yeah. which is well within the time frame we, yep. we advertised. So, you know, what does that kind of signal moving forward? Yeah, and most of the July special will, will likely ship before the end of the month. So, I mean, what, what it is, is really just an ability to turn orders around more rapidly, right? We're building up, you know, smaller localized backlogs of cards at certain tiers, um, but they all tend to fall underneath the, the estimated turnaround times. And in a lot of cases, like with the special, you know, we, we, we set very conservative goals, right? 120 days, a lot of these cards are shipping back after 45 or 60. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to we wanna under-promise here. We don't want to... Um, we don't want to have people thinking in one thing and, and getting another. We'd rather them think, hey, it's going to take a little longer and have it be you know, uh, twice as fast as, as, as promised. So um, that's the real impact is, is getting a firmer handle on the turnaround times and being able to you know, meet those turnaround times without having this sort of large kind of behemoth chunk of orders that are much longer in, in, their, in their life at PSA. So... Um, the big one is control around turnaround times, and then associated with that is shorter turnaround times. And that kind of leads to the ability now for us to do things like starting to tweak with pricing, having some grading specials, and we've got a couple to talk about. Here. Yes, um, yes. Let's start on on with a service level that's already open, which mm-hmm. is bulk. We opened it at $22 a card exclusive to our PSA Collectors Club members. The details again. $199 max declared value, uh, 25 card minimum yep. on those orders. And again, collector's club membership required. But we are making some changes at that service level. 
Yes. And I mean, the, the principal change is a, it's a price cut. Um, mm-hmm. So we're cutting it get back down to uh, the price that we had at special, which is $18 a card. Um, and we hope that, you know, now that we're, it, we have a little more space to, to room to operate there. We hope that that price cut, you know, will, will, will be you know, palatable to our customers, but it also just means that we have more space and more operational capacity to do those cards. So we can, we can handle a bit more volume now that we're, you know, operationally through, the backlog, as I mentioned, there are some exceptions, but, um, but you know, a lot of those cards are cards that maybe are done, just haven't shipped, et cetera. Um, so there's very, there's very little in house that we are working on that isn't, you know, actively working on that is, is part of the backlog anymore. And once again, collectors club membership required PSA card.com slash join. If you are not a member, um, we've, it, it's $99 for a year. And we've teased this with the collectors club as we're revamping it. Um, here in 2022, there are going to be some things added to it that really up that value. The bulk service level access is one of them and uh, upcoming specials such as a TCG special. Correct. Yeah. We're all at the same time we're lowering the price. We're also running a $15 TCG special, which includes every TCG imaginable Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, That's a big one too. I think a lot of our international collectors have been asking for that. Um, and we know we're just excited about TCG. I'm, I'm going to Comic-Con on Friday. Uh, you know, there's a lot of TCG at Comic-Con. Um, and I think in general, you know, uh, PSA has historically been very sports centric, but I am uh, very bullish on TCG. I think the, the hobby, the sub genre in that, in our hobby of TCG has a better, it's more diverse. It's a better age diversity, better gender diversity, um, and, and that is a, an appealing thing, right? There's just more growth there if you're not locked into one little segment of, of, of gender and, and age. And so, you know, and the truth is it's been reflected in our volume, right? There's been months where, where TCG is our biggest, uh, mm-hmm. our biggest genre, um, you know, uh, committing or pardon me, contributing to the volume. So, you know, trying to do more things, we're working on a promotion with MetaZoo. We're doing a bunch of interesting stuff there. And like Comic-Con is a great event to kind of, you know, see, see the sort of the pulse of, of, and the current state of, of the TCG market, but also running the special. I think we want to, like I said, we want to support that community. This is one way to do it. Um, and you'll, you'll see a lot of that over the next 12 months for sure. So you mentioned it is going to be $15 a card. Um, collector's club membership is required again for the TCG special as well with a $199 declared value limit on those submissions. So this is the perfect segue because you mentioned Comic-Con and our other big unveil this week, actually our, our really big unveil yeah. this week is the launch of Funko Pop authentication and grading here at PSA, a business I know you're very bullish on. Yes. Um, let's start by talking about the business case behind this launch. What most stood out to you in terms of the potential moving forward when the process for building this began. Yeah. And I've like, I've ta- I maybe I may have mentioned the story here on, on the podcast, but I've, you know, I'd go into to hobby shops a lot and I kind of spread it out. I go into stores that focus on TCG and comic books and sports card. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's a place in, I can't remember if it's Comac or whatever on where that's like a lot of vintage toys and like interesting other collectibles that maybe are like less gradable, but still super interesting uh, video games, whatever. And almost to, I would say in every shop, except for the, this sports only, right? So like this doesn't hold true for like a sports card only shop, 
But any shop that has like multiple forms of collectibles where there's like, oh, there's some stuff over here. Here's the comics. Here's the cards, whatever. By far the most populated section, meaning where the most people are, it's always in the Funko section. Mm -hmm. There's just the price is low. They're appealing to kids, to adults, to men, to women. And it's just, it's always packed. And I always see, you know, communities represented that you don't typically see in the, in the card hobby in, in that section. I just love that. I love that. It's like, I love that it's accessible. I love that it's inexpensive. Uh, and it's just really exciting to, to, to be part of that. So I, I am super bullish on it. Um, I think there is a little bit of a mystery, right? Like we don't really know what the graded market is. I think we have, you know, we had a, a team here at, um, at PSA, the DNA team who really kind of ideated and, 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 um, started our interest in Funko by authenticating, uh, starting by authenticating sticker, authenticating yes. the autographs, and then moving on to actually slabbing and encapsulating, and encapsulating the autograph uh, and, and the Funko itself. And so, like, they really were, and it became, you know, a decent amount of volume pretty rapidly. And they really were the group at PSA that really signaled to us, hey, this is like a real, this is a, something we should really look at doing, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a fuller way. And by fuller, I just mean authenticating the actual pops and authenticating grading the actual pops. And so that, um, that Intel from that DNA experience really drove a lot of what, you know, the, the, the early kind of stages of what we're doing now. And it's super exciting to do this at Comic-Con. I mean, Comic-Con is, if you want to talk about an event that's as different from the national mm. as possible, it's Comic-Con, right? There's people dressed up, just the craziest stuff you can imagine. And there's a lot of fanfare and it's very experiential. Whereas like the national is great. It's mostly transactional. And so like, it's just such a cool event to attend. And I'm super excited that we're launching there. Yeah. We're going to come by the PSA booth. We are going to have, if you're going to be at New York comic-con uh, we've got so much there on the Funko pop side, we're gonna have a full display. I will say this to hold one of the graded encapsulated Funko pops in hand. It really, you know, I think is really appealing yeah, and uh, it it's, it's so substantial. Yep. It, it, it just really elevates something that's already yeah. so cool. Yep. Now to get to that point where we were grading and encapsulating, you know, people may think here at PSA, we just decide to grade something and snap the fingers and it's yeah. a go, but no, it talk about, yeah. Talk no. about what went into kind of building the business yeah. for this and being ready to launch. Yeah, it was, it was happening when I got, so when I first, when I, when Geniment was purchased by PSA, it was already, being discussed and that was 18 months ago mm. maybe a little longer um and you know the dna business was gathering steam kind of working on um you know sort of refining what they were offering uh and so we kind of took a lot of that market intel combined with what dna was working on and it was an 18 month process i mean it's the holders in particular that's when you're doing, when you're talking about grading a new collectible, it's the, you have to remember we're producing, you know, at, at PSA some days, you know, last week we shipped 62,000 units, Yeah. you know, that, that the, the plastic that holds those units, whatever they are, it has to be very well made. And to do that, it, you need a lot of tooling. You need to work with a specific kind of vendor and creating the, the tool to build and, and produce that plastic in quantity is a very, it's a long lead time. Like you, you, you're creating like a two ton mold for these cases. And then you're printing, you know, whatever, a hundred thousand a day, 
that process is long and it's expensive and it's not something that you can just like, hey, let's just buy a plastic box on Amazon and snap exactly. it around a Funko. Like there's so much more that goes into the design for to ensure like the long-term viability of the Funkos, right? Like we, we need them to be secure in there. We need them the, the clarity to be good. We need there not to be funky defects in the plastic, et cetera. So a lot of it has to do with that. And then I think some of the other um, longer pulls when we're talking about doing a new collectible have to do with, you know, what's the population, what's the research process look like and how do we decide, okay, what are we going to do? And what are not, what are we not going to do? And can we really say this is fake, this is real, et cetera. And so we can get there, get that population data, get the, you know, get comfortable with authentication. And, and, you know, I was talking about this earlier, you know, for each kind of media that we authenticate, what we also really want to do is be able to have a test. So we, we need like ground truth data to say, okay, like here's the, we have this classic card test, right? Where the graders will go through and get evaluated and they do 50, 50 cards, hundred cards. Um, we, we, we want to have that for all of our collectible mm -hmm. types. And so it can be a challenge with a new collectible set because it's, you know, for something like Funko, you know, we have to gather up the, the fake Funkos and, yeah. and sort of intersperse them artfully within it, you know, and we're, we you know with packs and tickets and all these other things. So the, the media requires uh, sourcing you know, some example fake material so that we can test our authenticator. So there is, there's, there's a lot of process like that. Um, and that, you know, that plus the tooling of the holders takes, takes a real, a real significant amount of time. So now in the eyes of the collectors, uh, those who already collect Funko Pops, those who maybe this can push them to get into it. Mm -hmm. What do you find to be the most appealing benefit? Um, cause there's a lot here. There's, you know, the security and preservation. Yeah. Present, presenting it, there's, you know, the value add potentially here. What do you kind of see as the most appealing piece for collectors? I think it's kind of all of the above. I think for, for one, for sure, that it they just, as you know, as you've seen, they display so well, right? Yes. They just look great in these cases. Um, and I think like you see Funko sometimes, even in stores, they're stacked, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not substantial cardboard and they're stacked on top of each other. So yeah. like, one false move and th that stuff is damaged and all the of a sudden batch. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't display well, et cetera. So like protection and integrity, I think is like number one, but then there's like the display factor and the fact that it looks nice. And then I think there is, you know, there's a, unfortunately in every, you know, collectible market where, uh, there is, there are dollars flowing in and there are collectors interested there, there wind up being fakes. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and there's an, there's an added, element here which is there's the box and then there's the funko and then there's the signature and so like there's three elements that have to be right for it to be authentic right the, fun the the funko has to match the box and the signature has to be authentic and what what all those things have to those boxes have to be checked and so like it also does provide some confidence hey this rare thing that i'm going to invest in it is what i what i think it is and that is obviously that's sort of the basis for for psa is that we we help you understand that hey this i'm providing trust in a transaction where you may not really know the seller yeah and that's at the end of the day kind of what psa provides obviously you know uh people see us as a as a as a way to maximize the value of their collectibles but it you know at its core it's, it's trust. We, yeah. we, we provide trust in a transaction where you don't necessarily know, not necessarily don't trust, but you just don't know uh, the seller and you wouldn't, right? Like, how would you know buying a Funko at Comic-Con? How do you know that person? Well, mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, in some cases you can, and then I think people are comfortable buying raw, but in this particular case, the market's so new, the collectors are brand new. Um, and, and meaning the collectors, there's nobody that's collecting graded Funko right now. And so providing that security is really, really important. Yeah. The authentication piece, uh, I think it can't be overstated yeah. on the Funko side. I was unaware of that until oh, yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I found it really interesting, you know, check, check the description below. We're going to link to uh, the landing page for our Funko grading service. And there's a lot to digest here. I was really fascinated by the grading scale because, you know, me, I'm a card collector. That's yep. the grading scale I know, but there's new things to, you know, in terms of the one through 10, it's the same numbering as we do with cards. But, you know, just for example, a mint nine Funko pop, right? A PSA 10 in a Funko is going to be really difficult because there's so many things yeah. to factor yeah, in. Course, but like, yeah. It says here on our website, a Funko Pop that receives a grade of PSA 9 Mint uh, may appear perfect at first glance, but upon closer inspection, you may find two to three minor but visible imperfections. Examples of such flaws would be a very light scratch on the window, light indentation in the cardboard, a frayed corner, a small amount of sticker wear or residue, a corner fold that isn't yeah. perfectly square. Yeah. I think there's going to be like a fun challenge here for yeah. collectors to really go out and seek those pristine... Fungo pops. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not so different from RPAs, right? Like there's yeah. notorious, there are certain RPAs that partly because I think that in the production process, they get handled in the same way as the mm -hmm. thinner cards. And there's something about that where they get dinged up more. But to be frank, there's also just, there's eight corners, right? Like there's eight corners on a, on an RPA and on a Funko, there's eight corners, right? Yeah. And so there's more stuff to get damaged. Certainly with Funko, it's truly 3D. And so there's six sides that can get, can get, there's six more, you know, there's five more sides than a card to get, or I guess four, you know, four more sides yeah. than a card. It gets scratched up, but uh, corners, everything. And it's, you know, they're not, um, you know, the boxes themselves weren't designed to take a beating, right? They're, they were designed to protect the Funko, but they weren't designed to necessarily, you know, like there's a whole, evaluated. yeah, there's <laughs> a whole like science behind CPG. It's like, you know, you, if you're shipping something, you want the box to get destroyed first. And that's actually yeah. what we're grading. And so like, you know, who, who knows now what the, I'm sure they're more aware of this now, but you know, the boxes are not, they can, they can get damaged very easily. And, and they are the things that, that, that these things get transported and even with cards, or at least they're in a pack, they're in a stack, but like, you know, you see Funkos, the boxes are on the shelf. Right. And so they're going to wind up it's going to be difficult to get 10. That is for sure. Yeah. I have some at home and I've already started looking at them and, and I've, yeah. I've never jostled them around, but I'm like, um, oh, I'm seeing scratches. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Are, are you, I'll, I'll close on this. Are you a Funko pop collector Are or is this going to kind of push you to start? You know, I've been like, I have a focus problem in my collecting. I really Same. spread out. I do not just across cards. I do, as you guys know, vintage computers. Mm. I collect um, vintage PC games, which, which nobody really grades. I mean, I think there's a, there's one company that does grade them, but, but WADA doesn't grade them yet. And so like I have those and then I'm like, I buy like fossils. So I am absolutely, I have some Funko, right? I do have some, um, I am concerned about all my computers are now in storage because we're renovating a house. So like, I'm concerned about space, but I do think, um, I'd be really interested to buy a truly rare Funko. That's where I think I would Same. play is like, there's only 10 of these or, you know, something not necessarily conditional rarity, which I think is great as well, obviously, but 
I want to, I want, I want the low pop. And so I, ha I have to find the right one. And I'd also like it to be driven by nostalgia, meaning for me, it'd be like, I'd love one of Steve Jobs yeah. or like something like that. That's something really you connect. With. Yeah, exactly. So I'd have to find that, but I think I will, I'm going to try and buy some at, uh, at Comic-Con if maybe they'll have some, I'm sure there'll be some same day stuff. And so maybe some dealers at the end of Comic-Con will have some graded for sale. So I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. If I can find some, I'll probably buy some. Yeah, I think this is going to grow fast and uh, we really couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. Agreed. Uh, Kevin, thank you for taking the time again. Enjoy Comic-Con. We will have you back on once again next month. Anything, uh, anything parting? I don't think so. I'm super excited. Everybody, if you're in New York and you can come to Comic-Con, please do come. Um, we're excited to be there. And, uh, and yeah, no, that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Cool. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you again next week here on the PSA pod. Cool. Thank you.